Good morning, everybody. I'm so glad that you could join us for our next edition of Conscious Conversations, a podcast that is um, brought to you by the Grow New Jersey Kids Technical Assistance Center North. Um, we're here today to talk about the social emotional roller coaster during reopening. So we've all been uh, now eight months at the time of this recording into the pandemic and we've learned some, some great lessons. So here to talk with me today is my colleague Grace and uh, Diana, who is the director of the Dover Child Care Center. So I'm Lori Harji, project lead and technical assistance specialist um, with our Grow New Jersey Kids office. And I've been working with Grow New Jersey Kids at the TA Center for two years now. And I'd like to turn it over to my colleague Grace, who back in the day, when we used to go into the office, we would sit side by side right next to each other, not socially distanced at all. Okay, so thank you, Lori. Um, my name is Grace Gillard and Joan, and as Lori said, we are co-workers, and we are next to each other in the screen now, which is still something to be happy about. Um, we are here today uh, to discuss and to talk a little bit about this situation that we are all in and some experiences that are... Um, are very valued in, in, in the early childhood education field. Um, today we have Diana Kwasnik with us. She is, as Lori mentioned, the director of Dover Child Care Center in Morris County. Um, and uh, I believe as, as, as the TAS of that center, and after our three years now of relationship with Diana, um, that is a great example to be shared um, we all know that the pandemic has brought, out, brought us a lot of um, challenges and difficulties that uh, we're still in. Uh, it's, it's an everyday learning. Um, but even though we can have positive outcomes, and that's why uh, we are here today, because I think that Diana is, is a, a, a perfect example of, of having uh, a positive outcome uh, in a challenging time. So I am going to um, ask Diana to tell us a little bit about herself and, and her center. And um, then we are going to dive into our topic today. Diana? Thank you, Grace. Thank you, Lori. Um, like uh, Lori and Grace said, my name is Diana Kwasnick. I'm the Dover Child Care Center Director. I've been a director there going on three years now. I have been in the early childhood field for 37 years. And I'm sure every director can agree with me that when we plan our five-year plan, nobody ever put the pandemic in their five-year plan. I know when I started as a Dover childcare, for me, it felt like going home because I grew up in the area and I went to Dover High School. So I was very excited. My first year I got to know Grace because uh, we did the Grow New Jersey together which was um, exciting, but uh, a lot of work at the same time. And then I thought, okay, next year we can relax a little, but then we, as a school, did the uh, preschool expansion. So that was a new adventure for me. And then I remember thinking last Christmas, well, next year it's going to be so much fun because we could do all our early childhood things. We won't have pressure. And then we had a pandemic. So I'm not saying anything anymore. But, uh, <laughs> Dover Child Care Center, I love working there. 
we have come together as a family because of all this and it's been uh, there's a lot of silver linings in a situation that is very difficult for everybody. And um, I really enjoy working with the teachers. I feel like I go home every day, go to work every day, and it's my second home, you know, and we're another family because of all this. That's wonderful, Diane. Yeah. 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 I, I want to talk with you and Grace. I want to ask you about um, the special relationship that you have as professionals working together with the Grow New Jersey Kids program. I know that um, I've heard from a lot of directors who have talked about the relationship that they have with their technical assistant specialist as being so important during this pandemic. So can you um, both share a little bit about, you know, that relationship and, and how uh, that might've grown and changed um, over the course of the time that you've been together now for three years? Absolutely. Working with Diana is, is a pleasure. She is uh, a get-goer. She's always ready to do more. She's excited. You can tell that she really loves. It's a passion uh, that she has for what she, she, she's doing. Um, and that translates into the growth of the center. Um, and during the pandemic time, um, the emotional support given to the families, the teachers and the kids has been amazing. And that's why, again, she was chosen to share uh, with the early childhood community her experience in this reopening time. Um, Diana, uh, your turn now sure, as a director. Thank you. thank you, Grace. Thank you. Um, I don't think I could have done it without Grace. Grace is my go-to. She makes everything feel very comfortable. You feel like you're succeeding, even though you know you feel like deep down you feel like you're failing. But she makes it sound like you're succeeding. Um, she's so helpful with everything I do, every question I have. And during the pandemic, uh, she was only um, a screen away. Basically, I know I could text her or call her at any time, and she'd be there. So she's been a great, great support to the school and to me constantly. That's that's wonderful. And it sounds um, like from what Grace has described to me, Diana, that that um, that relationship, that partnership that the two of you formed um, helped helped you to do the very best job at your center and come with your A game every single day to be prepared for reopening. So I know Grace is going to talk with you some more about that reopening process and the special mm -hmm. things that you did to make it as successful as it has been. Yeah, yeah. So, well, um, thank you, Laurie. And let's start with our uh, promised topic. Um, and I would like to open up this uh, moment of this conversation with um, a question that refers to the planning. Um, and uh, I would like Diana to talk about a little bit of um, all the things that went well due to the planning, all the things that you knew that they were going to be well because you planned to happen that way. Okay, Grace. Um, well, when it all first started, I know we all thought that we were just going to be off for a few weeks and then we'd be back. So when the reality of everything set in, I knew I had to really be in contact with everybody right away. Um, I didn't want the parents to think that anybody was sick. I wanted to make touch base to see how healthy everybody was. So I started with uh, the teachers and uh, we uh, 
did a lot of uh, text messaging, which worked well for all of us. Uh, we did a lot of memes, uh, birthdays. Uh, so we, I stayed in contact with the teachers. Um, with the parents, we stayed in contact through emails, but that didn't seem to work so well. It was more Facebook, putting ideas on Facebook, reaching, uh, having all the teachers do a hello to all the parents so the children can see that their teachers were healthy, that we're all healthy. Um, and um, we also did, uh, I was showing everything on Facebook and Connecting Dover, which is another organization in Dover, was actually sharing our information. But we had to constantly be thinking outside the box because when I would hmm. share activities, I didn't want the parents to go out shopping for things. I wanted them to use what was in their home. So we were constantly thinking, I was constantly thinking outside the box. But also Zoom meetings, there was a lot of emotions involved. So hmm. when we had our first meeting in person, when Governor Murphy told us we could open, I remember going to the school and I had help and before the teachers arrived because when i walked in the school it was sad because it was still march in our school even though it was july in reality um so we took everything down I, we painted we rearranged all the furniture because i am a very visual person so to me knowledge is power so i had all the knowledge from the cdc from bureau of licensing we had um some a technician i mean somebody that i would talk to are uh, that I'd ask her questions, I connected with other directors on Facebook, but the teachers didn't have all that. So I wanted a visual. So we, I made sure all the tables were six feet, six feet apart so the teachers could walk in and see. I mean, it was a change because our hallways, usually we had little libraries and things like that, but I had to take it out of the hallway because I didn't want children touching things uh, for fear of contamination. So when the teachers came into the building, I think that was an eye-opening experience for them because they saw what was expected. And then we had a meeting and went through every single detail from the opening to the closing and how parents were not allowed in the building. And I told the parents the teachers in the beginning, I can't do this alone. It has to be all of us. One person cannot do this. And it was great because they had ideas. We shared our ideas. I said, if you ever have ideas in the future or you see something's not working, we have to work together. And because of all of that planning, it gave the security for the teachers. And yeah. with the parents, with the planning, I had to share with them how we were cleaning the schools. The person who was cleaning the school, I couldn't be in the school when they're doing it. So I asked for them to send me pictures. I sent those pictures and put them on Facebook so they could see what we were doing to clean the school. Um, our UV lights, when we ordered them, I sent I put them on YouTube, I mean, um, Facebook, and I showed the parents how they worked. So we shared a lot. Um, plus, the parents all had to read how exactly what was to be expected and had to sign that they read it. And mm. our parents are bilingual, so we did English and Spanish. So all of that had to be done to make people feel comfortable. Um, even outside, like I said, on visual, I had lines so the parents would know where they had to stand when they arrived what the X meant and how we had to stay six feet apart from them before we asked them all their questions or before we took the temperature and washed hands. Um, and parents had a few questions. They're like, do you have to ask me these questions every day? We're like, yes. They said, can't you just say, oh, well, it was the same questions as yesterday? We said, no, we have to literally ask you every <laughs> question every single day. And they've honored that. I mean, because of all that 
reaching out and sharing, I think helped make the opening uh, much more pleasant, you know, cause uh, when the teachers came, it was like a, almost a party day the first day because they were all excited to see each other. Yeah. The children yeah. came and were happy. And uh, tell us a little bit about that planning in terms of the children. The children on the first day they came in, um, they had all their masks because we were all wearing ours. And I think that helped because they saw that we were doing it too. Um, and they came in and the fr they washed their hands. I mean, really, truthfully, early childhood has taught the world how to wash their hands. We've been washing our hands forever. We've been cleaning our toys forever. We just had to build and do it better. Um, so all the children knew how to wash their hands. And when the children came in, they were so happy. They were so happy to see each other. But, and, but the first day they're almost too good. They were so proper that I thought, okay, we've been closed for four months. They couldn't have matured that much. But after the first day, then they were back to normal. So they're talking. I think if anything, we've gotten closer to our children because we spend so much time talking as we're washing our hands to make sure that everybody's washing as much as they can. And um, they bonded with their uh, teachers. They also, I'm amazed, they keep their masks on. It has not been an issue. Our two-year-olds, it's a little trickier, but you have to keep reminding them. After a couple of weeks, they got much better at it. Three and four-year-olds, no problem. They remind each other to put their masks on. They'll say, oh, it's below your nose, put it up. So they're looking out for each other. So that's working very nicely also. So it's a positive. I love what you said, Diana, about how early childhood has taught the world how to wash their hands. <laughs> I think I, it's just such, such a true statement. It really mm. is. I, I hear, you know, directors tell me that they're hearing from teachers in the public school who are saying, oh my gosh, all this hand washing and, and early childhood people are saying, no, you know, we do this all the time. Maybe yeah. in the elementary years, it's not so frequent in the public school, but in, in an early child care, you know, early childhood center. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I, the other thing that you said that I really loved was how your relationships with the children have actually strengthened mm -hmm. during this time. Yeah. You know, we always um, encourage, especially with the infant and toddler teachers, to um, see the routine care as the relationship, building, as the social right. emotional. But you're describing that you have seen it blossom. And it's not just the infants and toddlers, it's just with the preschoolers especially as well, that engaging the children in meaningful conversations during that hand-washing time helps make sure that the hand-washing is going on for as long as it needs to be to keep everybody safe, so. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you, Laurie, about all these this, um, procedures and, 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 and relationships in place, um, how, and that's a great, a great aspect to, to talk about and a very positive. I'm sorry, Diana, go ahead. I'm sorry, I interrupted you, but I also feel t closer to the teachers because I'm the first person to arrive to get the school going. But when every teacher arrives, they have to take her temperature, ask her the questions and everything, because we all have to do the same thing. And it's a lot of one-on-one -on -one with the teachers that I really... And not that I didn't see them before, but I really see them. I see exactly what they're wearing, if they've done their hair. I mean, I think it's brought us more personal with each other, too. You know, okay. I think those are our silver linings. 
Yeah, yeah. I hadn't, yeah. I hadn't even thought about that, but you're, you know, you're absolutely right. Um, you know, you hear that a good practice with teachers and children is uh, Stanley Greenspan's floor time. And I've heard people say that directors, you know, need to provide floor time for their staff, um, not necessarily on the floor, but just that one-on-one -on -one mm. engagement. And you're describing a way due to having to take someone's temperature, it's mm -hmm. become a necessary part. So it's, it's something that you're forced to build in. And now that it's built in, you are seeing the, the big rewards, just that very brief interaction where it's an intentional one-on-one -on -one every mm -hmm. single day to yeah. start the day. Right. Yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah. Um, that's, it's so delightful uh, to talk about these positive things in the middle of this um, uncertain time. Um, and talking about positive things, what are the positive things that you had experienced and you didn't think about them? They just happened. Um, the positive thing, the, one of the first things that I was very surprised at was during our meetings with the teachers, there was a lot of emotion. Uh, we, we didn't know what to expect. You're walking into the unexpected. You're planning for the unexpected. It's one of the hardest things to plan for. And when the teachers came on that first day, I expected some fears. I expected not anger towards me or anything, but just uncomfortableness because of what they had to do. They came in all happy, sharing stories, <laughs> um, happy. And I'm like, oh, okay, everybody's on target. Everybody's good, you know, because I did not expect that. So that was a very pleasant surprise. I did not expect the children to do so well with the masks. I really thought they were going to fight us on it, and they didn't. They are, and they're on these tables that are so long. They're on opposite sides of the table, but they're talking to each other, and they're having fun. And I'm like, okay, we're in a lockdown, but I keep saying it's a fun lockdown. Because yes, we're in a lockdown, but we're having fun. And the children, we keep taking pictures to share with the parents because they're, you see the children opposite ends, but they're having these great conversations with each other and they're all separate for, for them. Mm. It's become, they're very flexible. I think children are more flexible than we are. Um, and that was a wonderful thing. And also with the parents, I found, um, I expected a lot of uh, pushback. I really did because we actually did extra things because Dover, a lot of our parents walked to school. So I had them switch chair, uh, shoes before they entered. That wasn't a requirement. That was something I added because Dover did get hit hard the first time around. And we have so many walkers. I wanted them to, sh to change their shoes and not one parent complained about that. They didn't. I mean, we're now we're back to not changing shoes because it's getting cold. But they didn't complain. They were very content and happy to do it. They were very happy we opened. Uh, they had questions, of course, but no, it went around much smoother than I thought, much smoother. Mm -hmm. And I think, once again, we had a lot of visuals. We showed the lines where they had to stand. We showed the X's where they had to stand. So it was, they knew what they were doing. So I think that helped a lot. But those are my surprises. And then, of course, you get all the pictures from the children because they're so happy to be back. They're all drawing you pictures. So the walls are covered with all their pictures that they drew you. <laughs> that was fun. That, yeah, that, but that, the funniest thing, I think, that happened to me during this period of time, Grace, I never told you about this. I do, wow. I'm not bilingual. Most of our children are bilingual. 
and uh, half our staff is bilingual. So we have a teacher and an assistant. So one person always in the classroom that speaks Spanish is bilingual. I am not, but I know little words here and there. And on the first day, one of the children asked me a question about her teacher and I answered her in Spanish because there was very few words. I could do that. And she <laughs> looked at me and frowned and goes, you speak Spanish now? <laughs> and I started laughing. I said, no, no, very little, very little, but I'm learning. And it was so funny because we were gone for four months and she's like confused because here I am speaking a few Spanish words and she thought I learned over the time. <laughs> so you became, she thought you became bilingual over the pandemic. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> I wish yeah. it's that easy. <laughs> what you said about the mask, Diana, I think that so many, so many um, folks in the early childhood community um, had that same aha moment that the you know the kids are showing the adults how to be appropriate and compliant with their mask. Mm -hmm. I, mm -hmm. I have a friend who's been a director of a child care center for years, and she told me a story of her um, two-year-old teacher was outside on the playground with the children and they were able to be completely socially distanced and um, the kids were all wearing their masks and so she went and approached the teacher quietly and said to her it's it's okay they could take them off for a few minutes outside and the teacher said they won't they don't want to they want to wear their masks and um, <laughs> yeah so i think for the kids it has just become the new thing they do and yeah. um, it's become a positive and the thing that you talked about how the kids are sharing with each other reminding each other oh you know put your mask back on um they've become the the, the enforcement <laughs> yeah 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 natural naturally done yes yes and um um it sounds like you um have gone through this time um, with a very special way of doing it. Uh, so I wonder um, the self-care that, uh, mm -hmm. that uh, somehow allows you to face this situation in a way that would give you the, the, the strength that you need. Um, so let, let, let's talk about a little bit about your self-care plan, if any. Well, of course, I'm trying to sleep properly and eat properly. During the pandemic, that was really nice because my daughter uh, couldn't go to college either. She was home and we'd go for walks every day at three o'clock. So that was always nice because it got me away from all the pressures of everything I had to learn. And I had to I listened to her world, what was happening in her world. So that that's been nice walking with my daughter. So that's something that I've done. Um, also, um, I've done things that are kind of silly. Like I'll read books that don't have deep, you know, you're reading for fun. <laughs> because you're <laughs> learning so much. I'm reading very simple books. So that is just something for fun. So I'm not taxing my brain, I'm entertaining myself. And silly things, I just blast the music sometimes and dance around the house and do things like that because it's silly and it's fun. Um, that for me helped a lot. Yeah. Um, to do all those things. And I brought even a little bit of that into the center, silly things, so that the teachers could also relax. And because we have to live with this. We don't know how long it's going to last. Uh, two, three weeks, one year, two years. We don't know. So 
we have to adjust. So that was my way of adjusting to all the changes. Yeah, that sounds terrific. Can you share some of those silly books that you read? (laughs) (laughs) To me, it's, well, to some people, they might not think it's silly. I'm a big outlander person. I love time travel. So I've seen all the, the outlanders, but now I'm reading all the books. So for me, that's simple reading because I saw all the movies already. So it's, it's just simple. I know what's going to happen but it's just simple reading for me. It's not as technical as CDC and license, Bureau of Licensing things that we have to think about. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, okay, so I think that we are um, kind of um, reaching to an end of this pleasant conversation. I don't know, Lori, if you want to add something else. I just wanted to uh, to reinforce what Diana had said about the walking. I think that um, trying to intentionally get out in nature um, at least one time every day. And I know now that we're dealing with, you know, the daylight savings time coming to an end. And so we've got our, our darkness happening earlier in the afternoon. Um, but I think just trying to find that time to get out and take a few deep breaths outside can be so refreshing and helps to really clear your mind because as you said we don't know how long this is mm-hmm. this is going to go on but we have to be prepared um and our as you described our our the kids in our care the families that are relying on us the staff in our programs they're all relying on the director yeah. to set the phone and yeah. to set this the the course for how we're going to deal with this. Um, And it sounds like you have really worked hard in your planning process um, and being very communicative. I loved when you said earlier that you tried to reach your families through emails and that wasn't really working so well. So you changed it up. Mm-hmm. You switched over to Facebook because the whole idea of communication is to make sure that your message is reaching the ears. And if it's not working one way, you know, finding the way that it, that it is going to work. And um, you mentioned how the families were so happy to be back and you were worried about pushback with the, the extras that you put in place, like changing shoes, but you didn't find that. I think that that just demonstrates how well you communicated with them through this and how much they trust you to have the best interest of their children at heart. And I think we're finding that with Grow New Jersey Kids Centers that families have come to expect a certain level of quality Mm. and they know that it's there. And so when that center says, this is what we're gonna do and this is why we're gonna do it, they're just ready to to step up because they see what's going on in their children's lives because of the parent engagement, because of the communication, they know that their children are getting the very best that they could possibly get when they are in this program. So yeah, yeah. thank you so much for sharing. And one one thing that I would like to add um, is like uh, um, Diana, she she knows her families, she knows her staff member uh, members, she knows her children. Um, so um, she has developed that sense of knowing what they need and uh, and and customizing 
whatever needs to be that uh, to, to 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 that those those needs so i think that that's that's a skill um that um uh diana i don't know if she she had it previously or she has developed based on the center but that's something that that it's 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 very it's crucial uh in 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 all these results um and i'm glad that uh, diana you were able to share with us um this experience and I uh, would like to ask you if uh, you will, I don't know, something else to add, something else that you didn't mention and you would like to? Um, one other thing, yes, is uh, it's an ongoing thing of what we're doing. Um, back to school and everything is changing. We're constantly having to look outside the box. And I keep telling teachers we're on to a new adventure because um, things that happen are thrown at us we can't look at them as a negative. We have to look at it as an adventure. That's how I see it. Um, and like the roller coaster, I tell my own children, life is like a roller coaster. We go up and down and all around. You have to hold on tight. The ride is not always fun, but we have to do it together. Um, and that's why we're, we look at everything outside the box. Like our back to school night was virtual. Uh, I sent emails. Um, no, we, we sent out um, videos of the teachers talking about their classrooms since the parents couldn't come in. So it's constantly being evolved all the time. So that's what helps, I think, with all of this going I, on. I, mm -hmm. I think that you highlighted just something that's, that's so important there. I've always said early childhood is a work of heart and it's all about the relationships. So the relationships that are built within that early childhood program and being together, and then the relationships that are built through the Grow New Jersey Kids program. Mm -hmm. So the relationship between the technical assistance specialist and um, the child care center director. And before the time with the technical assistance specialist, it's the quality improvement specialist, and it's the infant toddler specialist, and all working as a team. It's Cephi and Rutgers training. And then during the pandemic, it was pop-up groups of directors working together mm -hmm. to share strategies for how to get through this together. Yeah, yeah. How to get yeah. things together. So that, that relationship aspect um, and the way you described, Diana, of those relationships strengthening, because although we are needing to be physically distanced, we don't need to be socially and emotionally. And emotionally. Right. We can right. still be, and you talked about the kids at the opposite ends of the table, still very much engaged and very much enjoying their friendship and their camaraderie and their time together. Yeah, and I think that yeah. that is going to give us the strength that we need to navigate what's to come. Mm -hmm. Right, that togetherness, yeah, even in a virtual way or or six feet apart, is still togetherness and still. Mm -hmm feeding our souls and our spirit and helping to, to keep us going. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 So thank you so much. Thank you, Diana, for joining us today. And thank you, Grace, for all that you've done to, to keep your programs in a positive spirits and working together. Thank you. Thanks, thank everybody. You. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you, Diana. Thank you, Grace.